You're listening to Nighttime Live here on KFGO. Bob Harris here with you. And joining us again uh, tonight is Alicia Underly Nelson. She is with the Prairie Style File, and uh, she has been giving us uh, periodic reports about the public art scene. And she joins us tonight to talk a little bit about her visit up to Grand Forks. And Alicia, thanks for coming back here on KFGO. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about public art anytime. And Grand Forks and East Grand Forks are really fun cities. So there's a lot to see. So, so we should just let the folks know again that uh, you received a grant to do this, and you've been uh, going to several places, and your latest has been the Grand Forks area. Yeah, I received a grant. I'm a West Fargo-based um, full-time freelance writer, author, and photographer. And among many other projects um, and books and other things that I'm working on, I also operate PrairieStyleFile.com, which is all about what's new and interesting and unique in the upper Midwest. And I pitched a grant to the good folks at the Arts Partnership um, well before the pandemic happened, and it wound up being a really smart idea. And I was delighted that I was um, among the group that was funded um, because I get to travel um, safely in a social distancing manner, as it turns out, all around North Dakota, um, writing about and photographing public art all over the state. And there's really a lot to see. I mean, there's new stuff popping up in Fargo all the time, and it's always exciting for me to go a little bit further down the road and outside of my own community and see what's new and kind of see what's happening with places that I really love. And Grand Forks and East Grand Forks are um, really great art cities, and obviously it's a little bit challenging now because, um, you know, a lot of the museums are still closed and they're still distancing. But the nice thing about public art is that that doesn't matter. And what I love about downtown Grand Forks and East Grand Forks is that it's so easy to just go and park your car and you can drink in all this public art um, for free and spend a lot of time just hanging out in nature and seeing art and you don't have to spend a thing. And it's just really leisurely and there's not a lot of traffic, and it's just really relaxing. So, And you were telling me, too, Alicia, don't mean to interrupt you here, there, but you were telling me, too, that, you know, we see a lot of uh, murals and stuff uh, in the Fargo-Moorhead area, but Grand Forks is kind of a city of sculptures. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, there are there are a few murals, but um, there's so many there's so many paintings in, in Fargo, and Grand Forks is a little bit different. It's a little more sculpture-oriented. So I went up with my son and my parents, and we were able to um, be outside and spend a little time together, six feet apart, like we're all doing nowadays. Um, but what I really like about Grand Forks especially is that um, I always recommend people start um, kind of park along 3rd Street downtown, like go, just cruise down to Merge, find a spot to park on 3rd Street, and then check out the Pocket Park because that's something that I really wish Fargo had. Um, it's just these winding paths, these ivy-colored walls, and all these really interesting public sculptures just kind of tucked into alcoves. And there's interesting benches to sit on. It's just a really fun place to, you know, grab some takeout or grab a cold drink or just sit and reflect. Um, there's Flood Memorial Park along North 3rd Street and then Loon Park along South 3rd Street. And that sounds, if you're not from the area, you might be like, oh, my gosh, that's complicated. I'm going to write that down. It's really not. You will just wander about and find them as you're window shopping. So it's the easiest thing you could possibly imagine. So definitely get some pictures doing that. That's that's kind of where I recommend people block in a little time to relax. And then you <laughs> definitely, have you seen the, the big heads? Well, I was going to ask you about that. I'm not all that familiar with the big heads. What's that all about? 
Yeah, they're really fun. They're like uh, these giant blue faces, and they they sprout um, like flowers for hair in the warm weather months. Oh, really? And there's two of them downtown, and they're such a fun photo op. My son is seven, and he loves to take a photo by them every time that we visit. So you'll find the first um, at 4th Street and Kitson Avenue, so right in front of um, the Grand Forks uh, Metro Transit Center. And that's really fun because you can take some photos with that. And then they also like where the the buses pull in and where people wait outdoors. Um, they had some really um, some fun um, prints and paintings and those kind of things. Um, they were they were obviously not done for that space. They, they were you know prints of them, so they would be safe for the weather. But you can see different art that people are working on. And then right across the street is Browning Arts, and you are here here a couple of galleries where. Um, you can go in there. Wait, 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 wait. The, the, the place is called You Are Here? Yeah, yep. And it, <laughs> That's <there's>, interesting. <laughs> so there's always something interesting out front. I mean, you can go in. They ask you to wear masks. Um, maybe you can definitely, you know, call them up and or pop in and see what they have. But what I like about both of these um, outlets is that the art kind of spills out onto the sidewalk a lot, too. It's like, when I walk by you are here, especially like there's always something that I take a photo of and it almost always ends up on Instagram because it's super interesting. And they do a lot of like really interesting multi-layered paintings. There'll be um, some sculptures or some, there was a, there was a head, a big silver head with some spiky hair that my son was super into just like chilling on the sidewalk, which is fun, you know, like all kinds of things to take pictures of and just kind of stroll around and see what you see, which is nice. And yeah, just I, I kind of like that because there's always something to, to look at and think about. And then the second of those big blue heads, which actually has a reflection of downtown in its sunglasses, which is kind of cool, is right by um, Town Square, which is um, a lot of people maybe that aren't from Grand Forks or East Grand Forks, they, they might not know the name, but they'll be like, oh, right, where the farmer's market is or where the Blues on the Red concerts are. Right, right. Um, they have a lot of really great public gathering events there throughout the year, including like ice skating in the winter. And that's fun too, because you can, there's um, kids throughout the area did um, mosaic tiles. They did drawings on these tiles that line that. There's a little play area for kids, which is really nice. So that's really fun. Like if you have little ones with you that, you know, even if a museum was open, they probably wouldn't have a lot of attention to look at it. This is great because they can sort of run around. You can pop over and get something to eat. And I also recommend while you're there, it's really just over the dike, just a few steps, like half a block away. You can go check out the Grand Forks Greenway. And one of the most talked about sculptures is actually the Flood Memorial Monument, which is just off Demers and Third, sure. right over the street there, right along the water. And that actually marks the, the high water mark um, for like all the floods, including the, the record-setting flood in 97. So for anybody that's lived through that, it's almost impossible to see it without going like, whoa, that's crazy. And then even if you weren't here when Grand Forks flooded, it's wild to see how incredibly high that water is. So it's kind of a combination of art and history, too. And I, kind of I, still, I still picture that dike breaking in the new when we watched it on the news. I mean, it's, oh, man. But this is, yeah, this I mean, is massive. Largest- I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it's a, it was the largest evacuation since the Civil War and before Hurricane Katrina, I believe. So, wow. I mean, it was just a really, it was a record-setting, just 
incredibly trying time for the city, and it's really interesting to you know to see how it's bounced back and really and really reshaped itself. And they've really reimagined the Grand Forks Greenway itself is um, over two thousand acres of green space, and it's along the Red and the Red Lake Rivers that separate Grand Forks from East Grand Forks. So they separate the two cities. They separate North Dakota and Minnesota, and that also is part of the flood protection plan. But instead of making it purely functional, they they made it useful not just for flood protection, but useful and functional for the people of the city. So there's all these really great multi-use multi-use paths, and people you know bringing their fishing gear down and finding a cool spot to fish from the shore, which is great, and it connects with parks and pools and picnic spots and all these great things. And I think that's something that, you know, living in Fargo-Moorhead, like, I love this community, but, man, Grand Forks and East Grand Forks really (laughs) do that Riverside living really well. So I'm always a little jealous when I'm out there how easy it is to, what should we do? Should we hike? Go throw the bikes in the back of the truck and bring those have a little picnic. It's just so easy and it's really pretty. I just want to introduce Alicia Underly Nelson again. She is from Prairie Style File and uh, she's talking about the public art scene up in the Grand Forks area. You know, you're talking about those multi-use paths. I don't think it was Grand Forks. I'm pretty sure I got this story from a cousin of mine who lives in Toronto. But what was really interesting, instead of having ice rinks during the winter months, they actually have cordoned off a certain, I don't know how many miles of it it was, uh, bike paths. And they iced them all up. It's 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 a skating through the woods on bike paths that were already there. It was so cool. I would I would if I could skate, I'd go up there to Toronto and try it. Oh, that's really neat. They do. I know they do skating actually on the river in Winnipeg, but I have not heard of them icing down paths in the woods. That would be really neat. Kind of like a whole fairy tale environment going on. That's fun. <laughs> Looking for the big bad wolf while you're going through there. <laughs> But they've got all sorts of other things uh, down there, too, as far as uh, the Greenway is concerned, right? Yeah, they do. It's really nice. Like, um, if you just want to sit, like, we packed a picnic. We popped on over to Half Brothers Brewing Company, and they have really good sandwiches. They make them with their spent grain. So we brought some sodas from home and got some big sandwiches and sat and just watched the people go by, which was fun. So you can have a nice, relaxing day. I mean, if it's really, like essentially spending the day in the park, which is fine. Or you can go and like actually check out one of the parks along the way. You can bring your bikes, you can walk, you can fish. Or um, what I really love and highly recommend, the first time that I really explored the Greenway, I was actually in a kayak that I rented from Boathouse on the Red. Oh, sure. Which is just, yeah, it's just um, near the bridge that separates the two cities, the Surly Memorial Bridge. So you park there and they they rent stand-up paddle boards, canoes, kayaks, you can do them at the day, weekend, 90-minute rentals, and they do workshops as well, and that's like kind of one of the few things that we can still, anything outside where we can still distance is good. Like I think we need to grab onto those opportunities where we can find them now, especially since we're um, several months into the pandemic. Um, so that's really fun, and it's so interesting to be on the water and to see the city from the water because you get a totally different view, and that's one of those things that whenever I travel in Europe, I always try to book a river cruise, but I think we forget to do that close to home. Like it's it's really easy when we're when we're traveling to think, oh, this would be fun. And I, I've been on cruises on the water in Saskatchewan, and I've been on the water in Amsterdam and various places in Germany and in Paris. But it's really interesting to see a familiar city in this different way. 
and then to think a little bit about the history and the things that you see and just to really see this river as people that lived along it and traded along it. I mean, we used to use rivers the way that we use highways now. There are major trade routes. And so settlements grew up at the confluence of rivers, um, just like right in Grand Forks and East Grand Forks all the time. They were really important. They were they were markers. They were trade centers. They were places to to live and to work and connect together. So it's really interesting to to experience them in the way that the first people of this place would have. Hey, Alicia, and we don't do that a lot. You know, we, we take those landscapes for granted. We think, oh, this, you know, if you're from Grand Forks, you're like, I know, yes, I know my town. But, like, have you done <laughs> it? That's the kind of thing that you bring tourists and, like, your sister-in-law comes into town for the weekend. We take other people to do it, but we don't do it ourselves. Like, it's, this is the summer to get over that and actually see our cities in a new way, I think. You know, if you've been to New York, because I, I don't think you mentioned this yet, but you said it was 2,200 acres. But this is twice mm-hmm. the size of what that can be found in New York? Of Central Park. Central you know? so Park. People think, oh, twice the size of Central Park. Have, yeah, people say, oh, North Dakota, there's, there's just nothing here. Wouldn't it be fun if we had like a big park? We could never have that. No, we've got all this great green space that people don't go out and explore enough. And if if the work that I do for Prairie Style File and my travel writing has taught me anything, it's that people all over the world, it's not just here. We take the, we take our neighborhoods and our cities and our own state or province for granted all the time. Um, when, when we go to visit a place, we're much more curious. We, we want to try all the local food. We want to go see a cool neighborhood. We oh sure, like do some see some street art or like watch a street performer or do yeah that sounds fun yeah let's let's take that hike around and see what's going on. But when we're a little closer to home, we kind of have our favorite things and we have our routines and we have the way things that that we like to do. And it takes something big to shake that up. And I think it's not it, nobody wanted the pandemic. Nobody is excited that it's happening, but at least it has taught us that we can change the way that we do things. We can change the way that we look at things. And because, you know, none of us are going over the border to Canada to hang out. We're going to have to learn to re-examine places that we thought we knew. And we're going to have to have some of these fun artistic or outdoor experiences closer to home. And that's not a bad thing. I would go if they'd let me. (laughs) Yeah, me too, right? It's so funny. People are like, where are you going to be traveling? I'm like, it's not about where I want to be traveling. It's about where I can travel and where it's responsible for me Mm -hmm. to travel. And right now, um, the responsible thing is to stay closer to home. And I think... There's so many ways that we can do that. I saw a lot of great signs encouraging people to wear masks and to keep their distance, and I saw people doing that. And I think that's so important that our, our dollars now, that the places that we spend our time and our money, are votes for the things that we want to continue in our community. So if you go to Grand Forks or you go to East Grand Forks, you know, go, spend your money, get takeout and, you know, from the Blue Moose and go and or sit on the patio and, and say, I want to invest in you. I want you to stay. Go to Whitman's Candy Shop and get chocolate covered like everything you can possibly imagine and stock up because when these restrictions are lifted and when this health crisis has passed like we want those places to stay we want to be able to go back and enjoy them fully and we want Absolutely. people that work there and that own them to succeed so i think there's just so many great ways that we can that we can do that just by showing up with our presence i just know, have safely with respect i just have to ask you real quick you mentioned the stand-up paddle boards I've never tried one. Are you able to do that? I've got a, a niece who could go you know, on forever on a, a stand-up paddleboard. I haven't even tried it yet. I don't know if I want to try it. 
You know what? I've never tried it. I need to. It's on my list of things to try. Oh, wow. Uh, well, we've got to cut just a couple more minutes. Was there a couple other places you wanted to mention as far as eating on the patio up there? Oh, yeah. They had some really nice little intimate um, sidewalk cafe situations, which I really recommend. I talked a little bit about Half Brothers Brewing Company. They have a nice patio out back um, against their alley, which a lot of people don't know exists, but you can definitely go do that. Um, that's great. I really recommend any of their sandwiches. I'm obsessed with their wheat bread. They make it from the grain that they make beer with, which is cool. I love anybody that manages to, you know, recycle and reduce their carbon footprint and their waste, but also like make really awesome food from it. Like I love that. And that's so in the tradition of this part of the world. And I love seeing people go back to that. I also really like Rhombus Guys Brewing Company. They have really delicious, amazing pub food. They have really good scotch eggs, which I recommend too. And that building is so beautiful. It's a former opera house. Oh, wow. And Harry Houdini used to perform there. I told my mom that, and she did not believe me, but it's true. It's in my book. <laughs> it's got a beer, heady history. I had to research it and verify it and make sure that that was the case, and it is. And it's just, it's one of those few buildings that survived the flood and fire in 97, too, and, you know, kept its original look and actually probably emerged stronger from that. Like, there, there was a lot lost, and it's really nice to be able to see, you know, th- those buildings that have anchored the city for a long time thriving and having new life which is sure. cool and then you really do have to go to Whitman. the chippers are great they're made they're chocolate covered potato chips which if you're new in town you've not had them like you really do need to have them they have a location in fargo too so you know go out place your order you can pick them up go do it they're, they're great um and they're made with red river valley potatoes which is in the chips which Super. is good but they also cover, like, they they do chocolate-covered pickles and olives and marshmallows and just, like, anything you can imagine. Yeah, so if you step into fun. a Whitman's candy store, it's going to take you forever to get out of there because you want to sample everything. But <laughs> Yeah, there it, it's kind of, like, everybody's a kid in the candy store there. Yeah. That, that's true. But don't go on Sunday because they're closed on Sunday. So if you're, if you're planning to stock up in your chocolate, like, be sure to... To plan accordingly and allow yourself some time. So for you folks traveling up into uh, Grand Forks to take advantage of some of their uh, outdoors uh, art, there, uh, there, it's it's a it's a it's a neat place. But you know there are so many undiscovered places, little nooks and crannies, and some beautiful things to check out there, just like there is in Fargo Moorhead. That uh, give yourself a chance to get up there and take a look around. And don't forget, everybody has orange cones. I know Grand Forks has got some highway construction up there, too, but just be patient and follow the road signs, and you'll get to that favorite spot, that greenway, uh, before you know it. You'll be there and enjoy uh, all the festivities up in uh, Grand Forks. Well, listen, Alicia, thank you so much for joining us tonight here on KFGO. Where can they find out more about you and, and your, your articles uh, concerning the uh, public art scene and uh, also uh, your, your book, uh, North Dakota Beer, Heady History? Perfect. North Dakota Beer Heady History is available anywhere that books are sold. Um, I really like Zambro's here in Fargo, but it's stocked at every single independent bookstore in the state. So um, if we're voting with our dollars, please support the indies. They they need it, and we want to show them some love when we can. You can also buy it on my website, which is prairiestylefile.com. That'll come direct from me. And I'll send you an autographed copy. Lots of the independent bookstores also have autographed copies. So. Um, that works too if you'd rather pick one up in person. Um, and you can also find me on Twitter at Prairie Style File, and that's spelled Prairie S T Y L File because it doesn't fit in a Twitter handle. And I'm also <laughs> at Prairie Style File on Instagram and Facebook as well. So just do a general search, drop me a line, and I'd love to hear 
um, either your favorite places to go and eat and explore or rest or see public art in Grand Forks and East Grand Forks, or any of the places that you love across North Dakota, because I'm going to be traveling everywhere, both uh, camping, tenting, RVing, and uh, taking day trips. So I'm going to be really busy, and I, I get my best tips from listeners and readers. So Super. I need all the help I can get. Super. And by the way, uh, we were going to, I was trying to get another topic on tonight, but it's not quite finished up yet. But we will have uh, some big news for you and uh, some of your friends here in the very near future here on the Mighty 790 KFGO. So uh, you be waiting for that. We'll give you details as uh, that comes about. I really appreciate your time tonight, kiddo. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Happy Ali- travels. Oh, you too now. Alicia Underly. Oh, by the way, what's next? Where are you going next? Where am I going next? Um, I'm working on getting something together for Minot. That's that's my next one. So ah, very good. Crossed. Alicia Underly Nelson, PrairieStyleFile.com, right here on the Mighty 790 KFGO.